Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. My name is Lou Moore. I'm president of the Washington Research Council, and today is our In Focus podcast episode for May the 11th, 2015. And I'm here today with our research director, Dr. Chris Showbloom. He's also our senior economist, as well as Emily Makings, our senior research analyst. And I'm going to start the topics today uh, by bringing up an editorial that was in the Seattle Times on Friday. No second-guessing the deal that kept the Boeing 777X production in Everett. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a debate that's played out at the legislature. We actually submitted testimony uh, as the Research Council uh, on this topic, and it's played out in the last few days in the Seattle Times. There was an editorial last Monday by a couple of folks uh, representing union interests, uh, talking about holding Boeing accountable for job losses. Uh, There was a retort from Linda Lanham, who at one time was uh, a very powerful member of the machinist uh, union, but is now uh, working with an organization of other companies that are involved with aerospace. And then uh, the Times finally came down editorially. The editorial board came down. Uh, Friday uh, with uh, the message that uh, a lot of jobs in this state are created by Boeing, uh, more than Microsoft, Costco, Nordstrom, and Starbucks combined, or at least close to as many as those folks, that their average salary is $88,000 a year as Boeing employees, and that uh, there are 80,000 workers that work for this company in Washington state. And so therefore, uh, the tax incentive deal that our governor made uh, should go forth. Uh, Pretty interesting stuff. Yes, indeed. And the the bill didn't specify that there were any number of specific jobs that had to be retained in Washington, right? Uh, didn't didn't specify the type of jobs. It specified an overall number, and, and yet we should say that uh, that all of this relates to a bill that was introduced by Representative June Robinson of Everett, uh, which called for Boeing to keep eighty three thousand jobs in the state or suffer consequences in terms of their uh, tax incentive, and uh, that's where this debate started. That's where we entered it uh, down in the legislature. And uh, that's what uh, this editorial and these two op-eds are talking about as well. So, uh, Emily, what about tourism in Washington State? How are we doing? Well, uh, John Talton wrote in the Seattle Times last week about how well Seattle is doing tourism-wise. Apparently, they had overnight visitor volumes that were a record high last year in Seattle. And visitors spent $6.4 billion in Seattle and King County. And this is all occurring as um, the funding for tourism promotion has been very low in Washington State. In 2011, the state tourism office was closed. Every other state in the nation has one. And uh, to fill the void, a group called the Washington Tourism Alliance was formed following the closure of the state office. And it's an industry-funded group. They've been working on a small shoestring budget. Um, But they've, I mean, Seattle doesn't appear to be, have been 
faltering that much from the loss of state funding, although I would say that the industry-led effort probably helped with Seattle's numbers. But Seattle's pretty always going to be a draw for tourists. That's true. A couple things on this, though. I mean, first of all, I'm not asking you to cite any numbers right now, but isn't tourism promotion a pretty big deal in some states? I mean, I've been in a hotel room in more than one place where some ad comes on for some small state in the south or whatever and i mean they're buying expensive television time promoting whatever it is they have in their state well and recently i think montana had ad buys on seattle buses i mean it's definitely a big and california's obviously on tv all time promoting tourism there as if anybody needed to be told that california is a fine place to visit i don't (laughs) i don't know but um, is there anything to visit down in California? Oh, yeah, nice. apparently, apparently so. I, I <laughs> wouldn't have known. Um, yeah. But anyway, the in the so in the 2013-15 budget, the state actually did provide some small funding to the Tourism Alliance, a million dollars. But they the alliance has proposed a new structure for an industry-led funding plan that would provide sustainable funding going forward. And the Senate proposal for 2015-17 provides a million dollars to the group, um, but it would lapse if a bill that would um, enact the WCA's plan goes forward. So mm-hmm. um, that bill hasn't had any action yet. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but another thing I thought was interesting in Talton's article was he mentioned that the convention center space constraints are holding back tourism um, more than they, I mean, they, we could be getting a lot more visitors than we are because of the convention center's constraints. But he doesn't mention that the lack of hotel space is also harming the city's um, attractiveness for conventions and meetings. But apparently, I mean, we we don't have enough hotel space. It's a kind of a big, like you can't get big big groups of people here because there's just not enough dedicated hotel space in one spot. So we lose people for that reason. Haven't these people heard that it rains here all the time? Well, yeah, that was that was one of his points in the article too. Yep, uh, we really can't put these people up in tents. Yeah. <laughs> no, true enough. But but there was something else you mentioned about this, an argument that's being made by some of these tourist advocates that, yes, we have these huge numbers and every, everybody wants to come to Seattle, but in terms of a diversity around the state of tourism, yeah. this is where these dollars can be beneficial, particularly to some communities maybe that are not doing as well as, as Right. I mean, there are a number of beautiful communities in the state, and most people who aren't, don't live there wouldn't know about them. I mean, if there are no, if there's no promotion, then you just don't know. True. Everybody's always going to know about Seattle, but there are a lot of other places that don't have that visibility. Yeah, what you want to do is plant the seed that uh, if you're coming to Seattle for a convention or some other reason, there's a whole bunch uh, of other things to right. see in the state and stretch it out for a week instead of just two days. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Well, very interesting. Dr. Showbloom, as usual, you've got some authoritative numbers for us to Yes, well, um, um, last week we got the monthly um, national employment report. Um, showed uh, uh, jobs added uh, in the, uh, between the month of April and the, actually between the month of March and the month of April, uh, on the national level totaled uh, 223,000. Um, this was considerably better than the uh, 
previous month's report um, where the jobs were, um, job growth was being held down by weather. Everybody was hoping uh, that it wasn't, the, that the poor, the poor March report was not uh, a sign of, a, of, a, of some fundamental problems emerging in the economy. Um, the, uh, and, and looking backwards, the, the, uh, the new monthly report included uh, revisions to the previous two months. Uh, we added another 2,000 jobs to uh, uh, the uh, February number, uh, taking it up to 266,000. And then the week uh, March report was revised downward uh, from 126,000 initially reported down to 85,000. So that was a, a week report, week month. Um, but even in spite of the weather, the uh, uh, job total was growing. Um, on the state level, uh, we got a, a weekly unemployment insurance claims report um, for the, the most recent week. Uh, the claims were, initial claims were 6,203. Um, that compares with uh, a, a number of 7,742 in the uh, uh, previous week. Um, our four-week total uh, moving average is now at 6,900. Um, these, these are levels that are comparable to the levels we were seeing in 2006 and 2007, the height of the boom. Uh, sure. In, in, in uh, initial claims, we have completely um, left the Great Recession and we're back to normal times. Uh, there still is probably a, a considerable period of catch-up uh, in the levels of employment now, but uh, by these measures, the local economy is very, uh, state economy is very healthy. Well, on an anecdotal level, Chris, uh, uh, I was talking to a realtor the other day uh, who is very involved with uh, foreclosure sales. You know, we had a lot of foreclosures and uh, bank uh, repossessions uh, well throughout the state. In the area he works in is South or uh, North King, South Snohomish County, and he told me that there was a house that they had just sold for uh, at, at a price level that would have been comparable to 2006. Twelve offers, twelve in one weekend, and uh, that's anecdotal. But uh, I'm told this is happening all over now. I mean, real estate prices are back up. People are out looking to buy. You go by the mall, the parking lot's full. So, yep. in Puget Sound. Yep, Puget Sound. And, you know, you can look out our window um, and see uh, still cranes and, and activity on Capitol Hill. Um, I drive through the uh, South Lake Union era, uh, area on my way into work uh, several days a week, and um, it's a real fight getting through there. Yeah. And, and, you know, once those buildings are finished and they fill them up with people, um, it's going to be even harder to drive around than it is today. Well, as a new commuter from Everett into the big city, uh, I can testify uh, traffic's a little more dense than it was a couple yep. of years ago. You know, it's only a, be a short period of time until we're putting a cot into your office so that you can just spend the night. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Some people accuse me of sleeping on the job uh, during the day. But uh, All right. Uh, anyhow, so final item. Uh, the Washington Research Council is going to be celebrating its 83rd anniversary at its annual dinner, which is going to occur on the 28th of this month. And our uh, honored guest and keynote uh, speaker is Dr. Rick Evans, who's an economist. And uh, Dr. Evans shared with me today the, uh, the topic or the uh, title of his address, which will be The Mind of Pete Carroll. 
tax policy inequality and state competitiveness. I think that might be pretty interesting. I don't know. I, evidently, out there in Utah, they've been uh, uh, they watched the Super Bowl and they uh, they looked at the travails of the Seahawks. Although you know these maps that we look at all the time, I saw a map of concentrations of football fans, and in Utah, the uh, the number one team in Utah is the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. So I don't know what to say about that. But anyhow. So that, that might be pretty interesting. He also told me he is going to talk at some length about open source modeling and the importance of that when we look at controversial subjects like dynamic scoring. And so uh, stay tuned, folks. Uh, you can go to our website, researchcouncil.org, and if you're interested in attending our annual dinner. My name is Lou Moore. I'm the president of the Washington Research Council, and I've been here today with Chris Showbloom and Emily Makings. We're very grateful that you joined us. Thank you. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.